This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Concert of the year, you could throw out Taylor Swift, you could throw out Snoop Dogg at the Xfinity Center, you could throw out anybody, you could throw out Guns N' Roses at Fenway, The Boss, another virtuoso performance last night at Gillette Stadium, trapped, let it wash over you, Tim Welsh. Oh yes, just, just, I'm weeping, I am absolutely weeping right now, I wept on Thursday night. I wept on Thursday night. I weep every time I see Bruce Springsteen. One, one time I don't weep, though, is when we have our next guest on. He was our first guest ever on Meter and the Coach. And here we are two years later, and he's still with us intermittently. But we love having him on. He's Mark Packer of the ACC Network. Pack, are you a boss fan? Well, first of all, there's a lot of things to address here uh, before we ever get started. Number one. I can tell you guys have been successful because I remember the first time I came on, the commercial that played right before I joined was some lawyer that you called 444-4444. I did not hear that advertisement in the last two minutes while being on hold. So it tells me that you guys are making progress, which is good. Number two, uh, Springsteen is unbelievable. And uh, I mean, I've got so many Springsteen stories, it's not even funny, but if there's ever a performer, regardless of what he or she does, that it feels like God tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, tonight is the last time you're ever going to play. Go knock their socks off. That's the dude. I mean, you don't even have to know of a Springsteen song and you can go to one of his concerts and you walk out four hours later yes. and go, my God, it was just awesome. And that's what that guy does. And he is just um, he's just on another stratosphere as far as performance and entertainment and energy and professionalism he's fantastic and number three before we get to any college football can we at least give the boston red sox some love for kicking the crap out of the la dodgers yesterday because this san francisco giants fan was rooting from afar so that i just wanted to cover those three things before we get into any subject matter there we go i'm uh. done Pack, before we get into anything at all, on a serious note, I, I, we haven't talked to you since, and uh, all the best to you and your family. You know, your dad was one of 
my all-time favorites always when I was a young coach always gave me great advice when he saw me and at it, whether it, at the NCAA tournament or at a golf outing up in Boston he used to come up to the Sean McDonough outing and or up to Jim Beheim's event up in Syracuse and just always a giving uh just a tremendous guy smart but also gave back and uh, as you know better than anybody but all the best to you and your family because Billy Packer to me is an all-time hall of famer not only is a broadcaster a coach a player but a person as well coach i appreciate that very much um and we lost him uh january 26th which ironically is my brother's birthday uh and there's not a day that goes by that i don't think about him but uh, i appreciate that very very much i really do yeah mark you know my sentiments uh well said tim welsh billy was a true hall of famer in every sense of the word um but a tough transition but back to your uh your your Dodger hates. We did we did talk about the Red Sox last segment and how they beat up on L.A. But I do want to get into your Boston visit with BC. We saw you a couple weeks yeah. ago here uh, on the ACC road trip. You guys do a great job of that show on the ACC Network. Uh, some takeaways that you had on BC as they prepare to play Northern Illinois on Saturday at noon. Well, I, I can tell you this. First of all, I'm a big Jeff Halfley fan. I, I like what he stands for. I like him personally. Uh, and I know last year they didn't win enough games. I get all that. He'd be the first to admit it. But they were also beat up like nobody's business. And Johnny got a front row seat to see it. Uh, the one thing that jumps off the page immediately when you hang around those guys is they have a great chemistry. They really like each other. They're going to play for one another. And they're healthy. I mean, we did a segment with the offensive linemen and having the great burgers, by the way, at Eagles Deli. Now, you told me there was a pizza joint right beside it we should have hit, but we did the, the burgers yes. that's one of their spots. Uh, but those guys have an interesting relationship. And, of course, Christian Mahogany coming back, he's a guy that could have certainly gone to the National Football League. He was injured last year. But I think they've got a, a little chip on the shoulder, given that they kind of got beat up. They, like, listen, they could not run the football. The one thing you'd always remember about B.C., regardless of what the scoreboard said is, they were going to be physical. They're going to be tough up front, and they're going to punish you, and they're going to run the football down your throat until you could do something about it. They were terrible last year. I mean, they were beat up, banged up. So I, I think they've got something to prove in that department. Um, I do think there's going to be an interesting quarterback situation there. I mean, everybody's assuming Emmett Moorhead's the guy, but I think Jeff Hathley's mm-hmm. confident with his quarterback room, which will be interesting to watch. And, again, if you have a couple guys who can play, that helps. Uh, the transfer portal, I think, is going to help in, in, in terms of some speed, some wide receivers in that department, too. And, again, Jeff Hafley's a defensive coach. And the one thing we've learned from him, from not only the visit, but also when we saw him at the ACC kickoff, is that he likes his defensive front. He likes when he sees good on good in practice. So I think if you're being realistic as a BC fan, uh, I think BC and Virginia Tech, to me, kind of fall into the same category. They both won. You know, a handful of games last year. And I think both those teams, quite frankly, uh, should be bowl eligible in 23. That would be my prediction if you want to call it a hot take, so be it. But I I think to think that BC could get get back to a bowl game is certainly doable. Uh, Do I think they're an ACC championship team? I do not. Uh, That means you got to walk before you run from that perspective. But I I expect, assuming everybody stays relatively healthy, granted everybody's going to get nicked up uh, some, uh, but I think BC can get back to a bowl in 23. That's my expectations. No, I think it's valid. It's, it, they 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 have to get back to a bowl. I think I think you talk to any BC fan, they'll tell you that that's that's got to be the that's got to be the floor. Uh, it's not the ceiling. But 
outside of BC, we saw in week zero some terrific performances. It started at 2.30 on NBC with Sam Hartman, a guy that you, you know very well. And maybe some college football fans are just coming to know him, which is crazy to me since he's the all-time leading passer in the ACC. Uh, but now with Notre Dame, he shreds a you know mediocre Navy team. But is Sam Hartman a Heisman contender? Uh, if Notre Dame wins a lot of games, I mean, you know, everybody talks about the Heisman, but the thing, the thing I never see is a Heisman winner on a team that's seven and five or six and six. So, I mean, so your your team's got to be good. Obviously, Notre Dame's going to be high profile anytime, anywhere they play. Everybody's going to keep an eye on him. But Sam Hartman's a baller. Uh, he's smart. He can. He's got great accuracy. Uh, the only the only hiccup with Sam is occasionally, from time to time, he'll have one of those crazy games where he keeps throwing it to me, and you're like, "Hey, well, where'd that come from?" And then he'll, you know, then he'll have ten straight games where he looks like uh, he's an NFL caliber quarterback. So I think he's a really, really good player. I expect good things from Notre Dame. Well, whether they're a national championship caliber team, you know, we'll see. I mean, they got a tough schedule. They got to go. You know, again, what Ohio State's at their place again. You get Southern Cal. We watched them a little bit yesterday. They got to go to Clemson, uh, and again, they got enough challenges on that schedule where they, they can have two or three hiccups and go nine and three, ten and two, something like that. So, if Notre Dame, you know, runs the table, if they become a college football playoff caliber team, then yes, Sam Hartman will be a guy that will be in that conversation because that means they're winning, and obviously he's doing extremely well as quarterback. But he is a big time player. There's no doubt. Well, Pac, for years it was Clemson, Clemson, and everybody else. But now you've got some other players. Uh, at Florida State looks like they're back. Uh, yeah. UNC it looks pretty good. Uh, the Patriots are, are iffy up here, and a lot of people are saying, well, if Mac Jones isn't the guy, who is the guy? And, and could it be Drake May? Could it be Jordan Travis? Uh, how do you evaluate the quarterbacks, the top quarterbacks in the ACC? Well, it's the ACC, you know, it's funny when you start talking about quarterback playing college football. Every now and then a, a conference will have a great year. And you're like, oh, man, we got the greatest quarterbacks. And then the next year they fall off the map. Uh, say what you want about ACC football, big picture. Of course, the narrative is it's Clemson and everybody else. But from a quarterback perspective, this league has been really, really good the last two or three years. In fact, I, I would say it's the best quarterback league uh, when you combine the multiple years, this will be no different. Um, I think the two guys you mentioned, Drake May and Jordan Travis, are certainly one and one A. Uh, would not surprise me in the least, much like you just asked me about Sam Hartman. Uh, could those two guys end up in New York City? The answer is absolutely. Drake May has uh, got NFL first-round pick all over him. And he may be the number one pick this side of Caleb Williams, give or take. Uh, he's got size, great arm strength, he's smart. He's big. He's, I mean, he's the perfect NFL quarterback. Jordan Travis, uh, tons of experience, very athletic, can run, can throw, very smart. And I do think Florida State's going to be really, really good. Uh, but they got to be able to handle the hype. I mean, the one thing we, we can talk about Florida State, it's almost kind of like Miami and Texas. Are they back? Are they back? Florida State needs to be good. Number one for themselves and number two for the league. Uh, same thing with Miami. But Florida State, uh, I think, can compete uh, with Clemson. Uh, they're going to go to Death Valley uh, September 23rd. And again, given the year in the ACC, no divisions. They could actually play each other twice. They're going to see them in Clemson. They could play for the ACC championship. I think those two teams are better than everybody else. I think there's a difference uh, when you get away from Clemson and Florida State. To me, the ACC number three through number eight could be anything. Uh, I think because of the schedule and the fact that we have uh, no divisions, 
a team like Louisville, who doesn't see Clemson, doesn't see Florida State, doesn't see North Carolina. You're telling me hey, they could get by without playing the supposedly three best teams, and that's your schedule? Uh, could they sneak in and be an ACC championship team? Sure. Why not? I mean, they got a huge advantage from a schedule perspective. So there's always a surprise. And last year it was Duke. I mean, I saw them when we did our camp tours and told Eric McLean I didn't think they could win three games. They ended up winning nine. So that's what kind of insight you're getting right now on the radio show. Um, <laughs> there's, always, there's always a surprise, all right? And I, I, I think it would be Louisville if I had to make a guess. But I do think Clemson and Florida State are cut above everybody else in the conference. But those two quarterbacks you mentioned, Coach, are legit. And there's others in this league, too. I mean, this is a really, really good league when it comes to quarterbacks. Well, we all know the madness pack that has been in front of our faces over the last few months and the last few years, really, so to speak, with Texas-Oklahoma starting a couple years ago. But the Big Ten and and what's happened with the the Pac-12 and now the Big 12 expansion, uh, what about the ACC, We've heard we heard Stanford and Cal right out of the gate. Now we've heard SMU po- as a possibility. Uh, I've heard UConn a little bit, but not as much as of late. Uh, what are you hearing from your end, and what do you think is best for the league? Well, I'm not going to name names, but I have talked to a number of athletic directors in this league, even within the last week. And this thing has gone all over the place. I mean, I, if you'd have asked me to coach that question uh, ten we- uh, ten days, two weeks ago, I'd have said it's dead in the water. Uh, as of about Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, uh, there's a lot of momentum for it. So where it goes is anybody's guess. Uh, unfortunately, college sports has gotten to the point now that we're just chasing money and they have lost all common sense. I mean, no disrespect to USC and UCLA, but the fact that they're going to have their volleyball teams go cross-country to take on Rutgers or Maryland or Penn State is absolutely asinine. I don't know how you make that work financially, but I guess when you're making more money than God, you can afford to do such things in sports that aren't making any, any dollars. So, uh, you know, you, you've heard all things about Stanford and Cal and SMU at a reduced rate. SMU's actually talking apparently about, hey, we, we won't take a dime. We just want to be a part of this for free, uh, and we'll just take the bullet. So I, I don't know where this is going to go. I, I really hate where we're going with college athletics, quite frankly. And I have loved this sport and, and really college sports since day one, uh, given the DNA. But I just think we're going down such a terrible path that, um, again, I'm all for the student-athlete getting name, image, and likeness if it's done correctly. And obviously that wasn't done right because the NCAA disappeared when we needed them the most. Uh, the transfer portal's nuts. Kids get up in the middle of the night and leave. Uh, they've got the power to do it. Uh, the money thing has gotten crazy. Everybody's worried about how much money the Big Ten. I did a thing the other day on the show about the Big Ten, who's printed more money than anybody. And during the college football playoff era, the Big Ten has generated $1.5 billion more dollars than the ACC. Now, again, the college football Ooh. playoff era is from 2014. Now, let me just hear this one out now. $1.5 billion more than the ACC. However, uh, in that same time period, Clemson by themselves has won twice as many national championships in football and twice as many college football playoff games as their entire league. <laughs> now, now, again, so everybody's worried about the money, and it's like, hey, I get it. But, you know, it's not like anybody's going broke in the ACC. I mean, yeah, hey, we're number three. I get that. 
But it's not like, hey, we are the uh, – the, the John and Coach and Pack League, and we're sitting here trying to scrape quarters together to make sure everybody gets paid. I mean, the league last year generated more money than it's had ever since dirt. So, uh, you know, it, it kind of drives you crazy. I mean, at some point in time, when's enough enough? Um, and I know that's easy to say when you're a third party looking out and if you're running your own business, you're like, hey, listen, we're trying to generate as much money as possible. But I think we've kind of lost sight of what this is all about. And that is, hey, hopefully somebody's getting a quality education to better their lives and better everybody else's life. And, and it's somewhere I've not heard the word education mentioned anywhere in any of this expansion. We're all worried about how much money we're going to make and, hey, can we get a kid to get on a plane in L.A. so he can get to state college PA for a baseball game? You know, what are we, what are we talking about? So uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Cal, Stanford, SMU, and the ACC. It wouldn't surprise me next week if they announce that they're coming. It wouldn't surprise me next week they announce that they're going to the Big 12. It wouldn't surprise me next week that they announce that, hey, Cal, we're $400 million in debt in our athletic department, and we're going to give up sports. I mean, nothing would surprise me anymore when it comes to college athletics. No, and I think that's it's it's maddening pack and you and i both have this tim obviously we both have the same love for college athletics there's no question about that uh the numbers are staggering i love the numbers no one does better research than mark packer back to your acc index card days pack uh i I loved it but those numbers just do pop out at you Uh, when you heard the florida state president and his outspoken comments uh what was your reaction did you think that was just greed Oh yeah, it's all greed. I mean, I mean, and you know what? And what's like Gordon Gecko? Greed is good. I mean, I get it. Listen, everybody is looking at what the neighbor's doing and going, "Hey, Mister Jones, just built a swimming pool. Oh, we need a swimming pool." I mean, okay, I get how the world works, uh, but Florida State, I had no issue with all the smart people in Tallahassee, from the president to the AD to the chairman, and. Then, they're number one boosters, and everybody get in the room doing the rah-rah, we're going to do this. I got no problem with that. I mean, everybody in the country should be doing that behind closed doors. My only issue with Florida State was, guys, keep it to yourself. I mean, you can have that conversation and go, hey, we got an issue here. How are we going to address right. it? What is our solution? All right, let's come up with that as opposed to going, it's not a matter of if we lose, if we leave, it's when we leave. That sounds great. Uh, when you don't have a dog in the fight. Well, how do you solve the problem? I mean, so that, to me, would have been the first thing I'd have done and just said, hey, guys, if we're going to have a conversation here. We can get everybody fired up. Our, our fan base is going to love it. But we got to come up with a solution. And obviously, uh, the comments that came public out of Tallahassee really did rub a lot of the ACC people the wrong way. And when I mean people, I'm talking about the, the, the commissioner's office to other athletic directors and everything else. It was not the way this league conducts business. Never has no. been. And that goes back to Gene Corgan, the late great Gene Corgan is the AD or John Swafford. Uh, if you got an issue, let's discuss it, but let is, let's not make this public dirty laundry. And that's kind of what it sounded like. And I think it also put more pressure on Florida State this year in football. I mean, all the expectations on Mike Norvell and Florida State, and I do think they're going to be good. But let's also be honest, they're 2-19 and in their last 21 games against ranked opponents. They open up with LSU one week from today. 
And with all the hype about Florida State, the last thing anybody needs in this league, much less Tallahassee, is to go lay an egg next weekend against LSU when everybody's talking about Florida State being back. So between all the barking, as Bubba Cunningham called it, which it was, uh, I think they could have gone about their business a little more in a professional light and still gotten to whatever their end game is going to be. And I'm not sure what it is for anybody that's interested in leaving the league with this grant of rights media deal. Uh, and everybody's lawyered up for the last couple of years since Oklahoma and Texas went to the SEC. Everybody's been looking into it for the last couple of years. And I haven't seen anybody yet say, hey, guess what? We're ready to break the deal. Um, so we'll see. Again, I'm not telling you it can't happen tomorrow. But I, I think that they should have gone about their business in a little quieter fashion and make sure that none of that info became public information. It, you know, that's all valid points. Uh, in your travels around the ACC during the road show, is there one team you feel like is being underestimated that people aren't talking enough about? Uh, there's a couple. Uh, I mentioned Louisville as being the surprise. I think Pittsburgh, again, is another one of those teams. Pat Narduzzi's guys never seem to get any national accolades despite what they've accomplished, which includes winning an ACC title couple years ago and they've done an amazing job recruiting in the sense of hey you don't see them in the top 10 recruiting rank rankings but go look back in the last couple years of how many guys they put in the national football league they're doing something right in terms of development uh in terms of eyeballing the kind of kid that they can now grow into the next grown man their defensive front's been really good uh as you well know phil jerkovic leaves bc to go to back home to pit i I think Pittsburgh's one of those kind of teams that's kind of firing underneath the radar a little bit and not getting as much love as they should. Uh, and, of course, they got you know Cincinnati and West Virginia in weeks two and three, so we're going to know a lot about Pitt early in terms of their non-conference. And another team is Duke. Uh, I mean, I just saw them last week, and they're going to open up with Clemson on Labor Day night, which should be a tremendous game. And as Mike Elko is a great football coach. Uh, and Riley yep. Leonard, another one of these quarterbacks, coach was asking about Jordan Travis and Drake May. Riley Leonard's another one of those dudes. Uh, he's incredibly athletic, can really make plays. Uh, but Duke's got a really good football team. they got a lot of guys back from a team that won nine games last year. So I think there's a couple good teams in the league other than Clemson and Florida State. And, again, we'll start finding out beginning Thursday when the ACC season starts. Are you guys on the road again? Are you going to be in the studio? What's your deal for the next couple well, weeks? Well, let me just tell you what this week looks like, and this will put things in perspective. Thursday, uh, we're live in Winston-Salem for Wake Forest opener. Uh, we'll be doing the show Friday from Blacksburg, Virginia. Saturday, we're oh. there for the Virginia Tech game. Uh, the Huddle Show will be in Orlando for LSU and Florida State on Sunday. We will be in uh, Durham on Monday, Labor Day, for Duke-Clemson. And then every Friday – uh, during the season, the, uh, a- the infamous ACC PM show will be on the road uh, from some college campus. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can get maybe a Boston College road trip in October or November when it's really starting to feel right. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I said this to Roddy Jones this week. Next time you're in town, you know, you know I'm around, all right? Well, let me I, listen. I, I would have done something with you last week, except I owed Mike Kellogg. There's a name from the past. Um, we had talked about getting together. So I called up Kellogg and we went to, uh, God, what was the name of the place? Uh, I'll screw it up. Louis. It was a steak joint on Abe and Louis. 
Abe and Lou's. Yeah. It was excellent. I mean, really, yeah. really good. And so I don't no, know if they're good. a sponsor. If they're not, the sales department needs to wake up and make a <laughs> phone call Monday and get them guys as a sponsor on the show. So I took Kellogg out to eat, and we just reminisced and laughed and cried about so many stories from years past in the old WFNZ days when you and I, John, got together for the very first time. So I promise you, uh, assuming that we make a road trip to Boston, and I hope we do, uh, I promise we'll get together and have a good time. And hey, meet Meter, that's that ACC money going to work. Abe and Louis on the road. Yeah, Abe and Louis. I mean, and listen, that had nothing to do with the league. That was coming out of my pocket, okay. just out of friendship, Coach. So I didn't even try to finagle the old whatever uh, the per diem routine is on ESPN. I, I, I listen, <laughs> ESPN's got enough issues with all the stuff they got. And we got to pay for Pat McAfee and everybody else. I, I wasn't going to you know, jack them around over $65 per diem or whatever that number is. So that was that <laughs> There you go. Well, uh, thanks for being out with us, Pac. Good you stuff, Pac, as always. Yeah. All right, look Coach, forward to uh, your con- Coach, I appreciate your words about Billy, too. I, I really do. Well, it means a lot. They're from the heart. A, a great, great man. Thanks. Thank you. No doubt. You got it. No, you doubt, about, no doubt about that. You, you, you too, yeah. Pac. Thank you. Mark Packer, ACC Network. You can catch him every Monday through Friday on ACC PM. He's Tim Welsh. I'm John Mita Perel. Joe Passarelli taking away with an update. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.